Welcome back to Inside TBT, an exciting episode today, Travis Diener on the show, TBT champion, Travis Diener I should add, talking about TBT 2020 and the bubble, the bubble was a crazy year of TBT, not only was it the first professional basketball and really professional sports to be back in the United States, but so much crazy stuff happened. Walk-off dunks, Joe Johnson showing up and showing out, Ott Elmore captivating the nation, Marcus Keene exploding, and it was all capped off by Deaners Elam Ender to give the Golden Eagles, the Marquette alumni, a championship over sideline cancer. We're going to get to Deaner. We're going to talk about 2020. We're going to get to all that, but before that, I got to tell you about some ballers around the world. Tevin Glass, who played for the Bucket Nears in TBT last year, he's playing in Malaysia, averaging 19.6 points per game and 10.8 rebounds per game. The other day, he had 21 and 22. These big numbers are going to be a theme. All right. Tavion Hollingsworth played for Defeat Diabetes. He's balling out in Croatia, averaging 19.2 points per game and 6.7 rebound per game. He had 36 and 13 the other day and added five assists while shooting 11, 19, 11 of 19 from the field. Michael Holyfield from Competitive Choice is playing in Israel, averaging about 18 and a half and 14 rebounds per game. He had 29 points and grabbed 18 rebounds on 11 of 15 shooting. You're seeing some efficiency from these guys around the world. Courtney Fortson, you know him, Team Arkansas last year. He's playing in Poland, averaging 17 points per game and 4.8 rebounds per game. And listen to this, 9.8 assists per game. So a near double-double in his last game, 23 points, 12 assists, 4 rebounds, 11 of 11 from the free throw line. And Femi Ulujobi, who played for Americana for Autism, of course, they lost in the championship game. He was great, averaging 20.5 points per game, 10.5 rebounds per game, and a block and a steal per game. He had 40 points, seven rebounds, and four steals the other day. Those are just five of like 500 guys who are balling out across the world. Mitch Creek won MVP of his team. CJ Massenburg just won another championship. Eric McCollum's getting inducted into Hall of Fames. You can stay up to date with all things TBT and TBT players by subscribing to the TBT newsletter or following TBT on Twitter. Of course, follow Inside TBT. But let's get to our interview with Travis Diener, who talks TBT 2020, the bubble, and his long-awaited TBT championship. All right, join me now on Inside TBT one-time champion, a hundred-time Elam ending maker, Travis Diener. Welcome to the show. Glad to be on. I think this is your fourth, fifth, maybe sixth appearance. This is definitely the first one in the month of January. How does it feel to be talking TBT in the winter? Well, it means there's uh, obviously a lot of excitement that the TBT's, uh, you know, 10 years now, so it's a uh, it's good. It's always fresh on people's minds when you keep uh, talking about it. And obviously me personally and 
uh, collectively with Marquette, it's been, uh, there's been a lot of wonderful memories. A lot of wonder mem- wonderful memories for you for your whole basketball career. You highlight some of them in your new book. You talk about that book a little bit. I'm sure the listeners who have not already read it are waiting for that final Travis Diener. You know, this is why you should get my book. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's just kind of this, you know, the story of my journey and and starting from, you know, when I was a little kid in Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, and then kind of, you know, the last the last part of it was kind of the the bubble and the the, the million dollar shot and TBT and you know everything in between and kind of you know documented you know stories that people might not know and uh, I, I think maybe the competitiveness and the drive that has led me to be very fortunate in the game of basketball. So, uh, yeah, very exciting. John Wilkham wrote the book. He was a former teammate of mine. He was a walk-on when I was a senior. He was a freshman. Um, Called me up one day and uh, right after the bubble, actually, and was like, I would like to – I would like to write a book, you know, kind of about your journey. And he interviewed a bunch of uh, former teammates of mine uh, from high school, from college, from professionally. So I thought it turned out really well and kind of – you know, shows kind of the type of person that I am as far as uh, a competitor. I think something that people don't realize about you, because now they see, you know, going through warm-ups, smiling at the camera, you know, everyone's like, oh, you're going to sit on the bench with your friends and drink a few beers. You know, you were you were a killer. You were an absolute baller. You spent some time in the NBA. I think when it was very apparent, was when Travis Diener came onto the scene in TBT back in 2018. You know, you hit your first Elamender, you guys had some success. You know, what was that like for you to kind of be back on, you know, quote unquote, national ESPN TV playing in front of, you know, people showing them I still got it? Yeah, it was fun. I mean, you know, I think probably a lot of people <laughs> had forgotten, uh, you know, about me as a player because, I mean, it was you know, years had gone by since I played in, in college, uh, in the NBA. And, and I spent a lot of time overseas and then I had retired and was on staff at that point, uh, with Marquette. So I hadn't even gone back to Italy to play. So it was fun to have people see me play. And it was fun to show that, you know, I could, could still compete, you know, at a high level. And the TVT has given me so many wonderful memories. And, you know, like you said, it's, yeah, I do enjoy it and I have fun and I do, you know, I do drink beers and I, you know, very much like a normal, uh, working man. I just, I enjoy life and I enjoy competing, but yeah, I think the, the, in the book, it kind of describes kind of the, the competitiveness that, that I had that allowed me to achieve some of these things. And without that, I don't think I would have had, you know, the type of career that I've had. How has the Elam ending changed your mind about, you know, what a game winning three means? The celebration from you is one thing, but I, I ran the other day, the videos from your dad reacting to your Elam enders is as good as it gets. So what, what are your thoughts on, on, you know, what making those, those game winning shots mean? Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like, you know, you're in the, you're the kid in the, you're a young kid in your driveway again. And, you know, you always count down uh, the end of the game when you're playing by yourself, one on zero, and and there's always a game-winning shot. And the, the thrill and excitement of making that shot happens in every single game in the TBT. And it's a it's an adrenaline rush. It's exciting. It's uh, you know to have the ball in your hands, knowing that you can end the game without 
you know, there being time on the clock is something different and unique. And, you know, for me personally, it's given me so many incredible moments. My family, uh, my kids have gotten to see it. Uh, I, I just think it's, it's a unique way to end a game. And it, uh, it's taken, you know, a whole different meaning to how you finish ball games and there's strategy behind it. And I think it's, it's been, it's been, it's been really cool to be honest. You hit the two big ones in 2018, the first year, you know, you were involved and then you hit the biggest one in the bubble when everyone, you know, mauled you, tackled you, you guys celebrated. Can you bring me back? And we've talked since then, but can you bring me back to the shot is in the air through, you know, when you look at your phone and see that the 96,000 or whatever it was, was in the account. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, the, sh- the shot felt really good. I, I, you know, when it released, I, I knew it was going in. And that was, you know, it was the only shot I made all game. And it was an incredible uh, possession, incredible pass by Elgin. Uh, it's, you know, it's just one of those shots when you're in the moment, you're just reacting to the game. You're not thinking about, you know, what's going to happen if you make or miss it. You're just, you know, shooting the ball like you've done so many times. So, you know, as soon as you make the shot, obviously it's, it's a little pandemonium and, and, you know, being in the bubble and it's just, you know, our team uh, made it made it maybe that much more sweeter because that night, you know, it was just us. It was just the, the guys in the team who we had spent, you know, the two weeks in that hotel together, couldn't, you know, mingle with other teams, couldn't, you know, be around other teams. So, you know, there's a lot of buildup to all that. So it was uh, the culmination of of all that and the culmination of losing the year before in the championship to Ohio state. So he comes so close and you know, the, the great thing about the TBT is if, if you don't win at all, you're not taking home anything. So, you know, kind of justified why we kept getting in the tournament is because you want to win it. Uh, if you don't win it, then it leaves a, it leaves a sour taste, especially when you can't come as close as we'd had, you know, the years, the years prior. So, getting ready for the TBT bubble, it kind of felt like there was two separate types of people. There were the people who were like, I need to further my basketball career. I need to play on this. I need to make some money. And then there were people who were like, what the hell else am I going to do right now? I can't go anywhere. I can't do anything. Where did you fall on that scale? Well, I was probably, I guess, well, obviously I wasn't trying to further my basketball career. Um, you know, I had other stuff I could have been. I mean, I obviously have a family of four kids and I, you know, it's the middle of summer and you could still go out and golf. And I, and I love to golf. I love to enjoy the summer here because it's not as long as, as it is down South and you got to enjoy the weather. But, you know, I wasn't even planning on playing and, you know, it, it goes, it, you know, I'm, it, you don't really have to twist my arm, but, uh, you know, it was exciting just to be a part, to get there and to win, uh, you, you know, obviously, was huge. If we, if we would have lost in the championship, if we would have lost earlier, it would have been probably a horrible experience. Uh, but you know, winning kind of solidified it all. And not to say we didn't have a lot of fun. We, I, I mean, we had a great time in the bubble, you know, just reminiscing, playing video games, playing cards. Uh, you know, you obviously you're not allowed to go do anything. So it was, uh, it was just a, a unique experience that hopefully we never have to go through again, but we made the most of it. And I think all of us in the, on that team will remember that, you know, two weeks, obviously winning it, but, you know, with a lot of memories inside of all that. 
do you think the NBA would have been able to carry out the bubble the way they did without TBT laying the foundation? No, it gave it gave them a, an example of how to do it, and I, th- I think it was done right. You know, we were testing, you know, every other day. Um, you know, we were allowed to have food door dashed in, but we weren't allowed to do anything else. We weren't, like I said before, you know, it was just us, whatever eleven players we had and a couple coaches in a in a ballroom every day doing doing that stuff. I know in the NBA, they were allowed to maybe go out and golf a little bit. They had their own little resort, but you know, for us, it really was, uh, you know, pretty much of a lockdown, you know, and obviously, you know, like if you lost, you weren't going back that night to the hotel. So, you know, we win the championship and you're in this huge convention center with probably several hundred hotel rooms. And there's only like 25 people staying in the hotel. It's kind of, uh, you know, like a movie because you're walking through the hotel and there's there's nobody in it except the the, the 13 guys in your team and, and obviously some TBT workers. Yeah, so one of the big things that went around on Twitter was similar to the Bachelor or Bachelorette. Your bags were packed. And if you lost the game, you grabbed the bags and you got out of there. Did seeing your bags be packed help motivate you in the games? No, I mean, I, you're motivated enough by the fact that you're playing for, you know, a lot of money. Um, you know, you're motivated by the fact that, you know, people, there was a first live sporting event that was going to go on. So everybody was following it that year, probably more so than any other year, only because there was nothing else going on. And it was the first time that, you know, sports was kind of back on TV uh, after the after the pandemic. So there was uh, there was enough motivation to be there because, you know, some guys probably didn't even want to be there. We're just there because we want to play basketball and we want to hopefully have a chance to, to win a championship. We Zoomed a few times. We texted back and forth. Inside TBT really came alive. Safe to say that without Inside TBT, you would have gone insane in the bubble and been really bored. Super bored. Yeah, you guys, you guys kept it going for me. Um, I got one more question for you. So a lot of teams, they like to go out on top. They like to have a last dance. Do you feel like one TBT championship has told the full, you know, Golden Eagles Marquette story? I'll give you my opinion after, but what do you think? Yeah, I think we've, I think our, for the time being, our, our road has, has come to a, an end. I think, you know, if you look at kind of our, our elevation through the, the years is we, we always got a, a step closer to the championship and we kept building. It was, it was the elite eight. Then we got to the final four. Then we got to the championship. Then we won it. And then last year, unfortunately we lost, we lost in the second round and, you know, we got guys that are getting, obviously myself uh, probably at the top of that list is getting, getting really old. And then all the other guys, you know, are just older. And, you know, it, it takes a, if you want to win, like it takes a, a commitment, you know, not, it's not a, it doesn't take a, a huge, it's not a regular season. It's not like you're joining a club, but it does take a commitment in the middle of your summer where we have a training camp for a week. You know, we're, it's a three to four week commitment that, you know, it takes time and it takes effort and it takes and focus and I think for the time being uh, I think maybe a break for for Marquette is needed and you know what the future holds who knows but uh, we've gotten older and it kind of showed a little bit last year uh, in that game against Dayton 
So picture this, all right? We we make some phone calls. We get some cash rolling. D Wade, he's in. He's in for Golden Eagles. Carmelo Anthony, he's in for Bayheim's Army. He's more in than D Wade, and we use that as, hey, listen, D Wade, Carmelo's playing championship game. Golden Eagles, Bayheim's Army, D Wade and Diener versus Carmelo. Could that happen? Well, that's that's going to take a lot of convincing um, from TVT to get Mello and, and Dwayne on, on on the court. Um, I know I know Carmelo looks like he's in great shape and and and, and wanting to get back in the NBA. I know Dwayne's uh, probably going to be in the Hall of Fame uh, this August, but uh, yeah, it'd be, take a lot of convincing. Dwayne's got to get in better shape though. I don't even know if he can crack our rotation yet. That's true. You you had an injury last year, though. You I tweeted. I'm always I'm always Trav Steiner out for remainder of the game. Yeah, I I I get too old and I tweak them tweak a muscle that I really don't have. So uh, it was uh it wasn't a, it wasn't a good year last year for for our uh, Marquette Golden Eagles. Well, Trav Steiner, TD Ameritrade, as I like to call you, because I got stock in that guy. Any questions for me before I get you out of here? You know that's how we roll. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess, who's your favorite player of all time in TBT? Wow, and I can't say you. I assume because that's no, you can't, yeah, you can't say me. I mean, I, I already know it's me, but you have to answer uh, with somebody else. All right, favorite, and give give the reason why. Favorite player besides you, I gotta go with Trey Landers, Red Scare, Dayton. Hilarious. It, I'm not. Not my favorite, you know, skill player, hilarious guy in interviews, like rolling around on his bed, you know, got the phone, moving around the phone. Trey Landers, funny guy to be around, great hype man. If Trey Landers is your hype man, you're doing something right. Maybe that's why, maybe that's why they took us down last year. He was, he got that crowd going, he got his teammates going, and uh, I respect that. Did you enjoy, you know, playing in a real road game for the first time in a while? It was, it was, you know, we, when we, when we picked Dayton, we knew exactly what we were signing up for. We thought, uh, we knew it'd be, um, a challenge. We knew Dayton has incredible fans. And for a lot of us, uh, well, for me personally, and, and some other guys, you know, not playing a competitive like road game to have that atmosphere again was cool and then fun. And we, I think we took pride in, we just fell short. We, we got off to a great start, but uh, ultimately they made a lot of plays. And it was, I mean, hats off to them and, and the city of Dayton. And But we had a great time and, and the challenge. We, we knew what we were getting ourselves into. All right, well, there you have it. Travis Diener, fan of road games, dominated the bubble, getting ready for a D-Wade Carmelo TBT championship. Thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate you having me. Hope you enjoyed this episode. If somehow you're not already, make sure you're following at the tournament on Twitter at the dot tournament on Instagram. Make sure you're following inside TBT on both. Give me a follow at Andrew Zolden. Great follow. TBT is becoming more and more active on TikTok. So if that's your thing, if you're a tick talker, follow the tournament on TikTok as well. Some exciting announcements came out today. Did not include it on the episode So get to the tournament's social media sites to see all that. We're really in announcement mode. You want to check out some soccer stuff? Go follow TST. 
But for all TBT stuff, we are in announcement mode between locations, teams, players, all that good stuff is starting to come out. Get excited. We're close. We're going to be doing a TBT bracket challenge this year for March Madness to give you a little taste of the brackets. And then this summer, of course, we'll be back. But we're close. We're close to TBT. You can feel it. You can feel it. Talk to you guys next week.